It's literally the worst feelings. Just just recorded a, a whole seven minute wheeze cast without the microphone plugged in. So Ooh. Alright. Well this is gonna be the second multi take wheeze cast in as many years because I don't think I would have done more than one take, even once last year. Uh, improvements all around in the Weezcast. Much, uh, you know, as listening and, and viewership has picked up, more and more resources coming in. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting things lined up uh, for this coming season with the Weezcast. But we appreciate you coming back and staying with us in 2024. There's some interesting tennis going on right now. We've got the final from the ladies in Auckland, Coco Goff against Alina Svitolina. Uh, Svitolina took the first set in a breaker. Looks like they are, oh, Goff is up a break, quick break in the second 2-0. So you know, the odds in the live market went to about a pick after Goff lost the first set. Um, you know, it's probably about appropriate. Uh, you know, it will be interesting to see what we get out of Goff uh, you know, in these, these coming months. Uh, you know, she obviously took the big step in winning her first major to close out the season last year. And uh, that can go one of two ways. I mean, you can really use that as a stepping stone and put yourself in the mix and and start stringing them together. Or, you know, things change a little bit when you're all of a sudden playing as a major champion and and pressure's different. And, you know, a lot of the younger players, uh, you know, they they tend to struggle uh, a little bit with that added pressure. Um, You know, Amarada Kanu, if we want to bring up an example here, but, you know, We'll really see what we have. Uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, Brad Gilbert's done a great job with her. I mean, converting uh, you know that coaching opportunity into a major that quickly. Hats off to that. He can be very cheesy, but obviously he's very good at what he does. Um, so you know, there's actually another match going on with you know this this short list of three women who are probably the contenders uh, for the Australian Open. Oh boy, well. As I look at the scoreboard, maybe that list uh, should be four because Rybakina is up six, sorry, 5-0 in the first set of the Brisbane final against Sabalenka. Um, live odds out to minus 345 there. Um, I mean, wow. So Sabalenka is about to lose 6-0. If she's, if she's not hurt, that almost makes me love her in the live market. Uh, call that a bonus play, though. I doubt any of you will listen to this so fast. But she's plus 230 right now. Unless there's something wrong with her, she seems like a player that would bounce back strong and, and make this a match. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the third, or maybe we'll call it fourth and final player uh, that I think has a chance to win the Australian Open. Um, and we'll really get deeper into the futures market once the draw is out. But um, Iga is playing United Cup, and uh, she's been playing extremely well. Um, you know, we talked about Sabalenka probably having a really intense off season because of how she ended her season at the majors, losing the final to Coco after winning the first set. Um, so, you know, the, the thought is a competitor like her kind of goes Jordan or Kobe on you and, and just spends the whole off season in the gym. Uh, so expecting big things out of her, but Iga had a similar issue where she was, you know, had a runaway grip on the number one ranking for, you know, quite a while, and then all of a sudden ran into some issues uh, towards the end of the year. Wasn't really a factor uh, at Wimbledon nor the U.S. Open, and uh, ended up losing that number one ranking. So, 
you know, she's a bit of a, a workaholic on and off the court. And, uh, you know, I imagine Iga had a very similar off season. I don't think she was hanging out at Yacht, Yacht Week or, or Ibiza or something. But um, we're going to talk about Iga here. Um, Iga's playing Angelique Kerber, who, great player, respect, uh, former number one player, major champion. Uh, however, this is the 35-year-old version of Angelique Kerber, and to make matters worse for her, she has not played a tennis match prior to this week since, what, July 2022. So she sat out a full year and a half. Um, she's 35. That's really tough. Uh, you know, the Weezcast listeners know that, you know, we we really can't trust players who have not been playing matches to perform effectively on the court. It's as simple as that. It's a game of timing. Even the best of the world take a year off from playing actual live match tennis against the top. Uh, you know, there's no other way to simulate that in practice. Practice sets don't even come close to the energy and the atmosphere when, you know, they're, they're playing these matches. And, um, you know, it's just impossible for her to be in any form. Uh, and her results have showed it. I mean, she lost her first three matches. Polini, Garcia, Sakari, all good players. No problem losing to them. But, you know, she did get her win. She beat Tamjanovic, and that was a, a very long match, which is uh, another big ingredient to, to why we like this. Uh, she lost that one 9-7 in the third set breaker. So, you know, she's spent... She's 35. She was feeling desperate because she'd been at the United Cup and, and was 0 for 3, but now she got her win. Her body's not feeling good. Uh, that was a long match. You know, when you're anything but your best, Iga's about the last person you ever want to see across the net just because she's going to run down every single ball. She's going to limit the errors. She's got the ability to move you around the court so well with that heavy spin off the forehand and backhand. And uh, the bet we're going to take here is Iga under 18 games. Uh, so that's, you know, Iga Kerber in the total match under 18 games. Uh, it's a bit of a conservative way to approach it. That's, uh, that's minus 180. So we will lay 1.8 units on that for one. think this should be an easy one. Uh, I would also endorse uh, backing an under at a slightly lower number at a slightly better price. But you know, you, you tend to want to give a little bit of cushion on these. Uh, you know, if, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Iga was down 2-1. But this is the kind of match where at any point in the match, Iga could win all of the rest of the games uh, and almost all the rest of the points. I mean, Kerber's got to be tired, man. She hasn't played a match in a year and a half. Then she comes and plays four this week. Uh, she's 35. I mean... You know, she doesn't have the kind of aggressive game where you can kind of limit your movement. You know, she's always relied on her athleticism. You know, it's just a, it's a game that doesn't really age well. And, you know, eager really shrinks your targets because she gets to everything. So, you know, Kerber's going to know that if she wants to end points, she has to aim basically for the line. And when you do that, obviously you make a lot of errors. So the play is under 18 in the Sviatek. Kerber match. Uh, we'll be back with more analysis of some of these tournaments and uh, some more previews about the Aussie Open, uh, especially as that draw comes out. Uh, let you know when we see more value. I know this week's been a little bit light, but again, the players are tuning up. The Weezcast is tuning up, uh, but uh, we're ready for some big things uh, ahead in Australia. <laughs> 